Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30, Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 6.30, Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 106 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Derek Scott, Brendan Escott joining you. Uh, we will have Louis DeBrusque in 29 seconds time for GCL Diesel and uh, at 135 today, Al May. Uh, he will be our headliner today for Wilhock Beef Jerky. And at 150, Brendan Escott's going to swing by and set up the Elks game Sunday against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. This hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer, the ideal place to start your daily vacation. I do want to mention to you that guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite teppanyaki steak restaurant. Book your celebration for the census at jvedmonton.ca as we head off to the River Cree Resort Casino hotline. The River Cree Resort Casino open 24-7, 365. Excitement bet on it and we are uh, pleased to welcome back to the show courtesy of GCL Diesel, providing service, genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices for 50 years. Visit them at gcldiesel.com. We welcome back to the show Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrusque. Hello, Louis. How are you doing? Hey, Bob. I'm doing well. How are you doing? You know, grinding. You know what I mean? I'm grinding. <laughs> like, I'm going to go at least until the second week of July before taking some time off. So, you know, it'll be a nice ten and a half month run. You know how it is. You got to battle yeah, yeah. it. <laughs> you earned it. Take yeah. some time. Well, I'm on. I think, I think I'm going to take a week, a week in July and probably a couple in August. Let's do. Let's start here. You got a son that's in the NHL that was part of a record-setting team. You played in the league. How closely do you uh, do, you, or does Jake, or this uh, uh, this generation of players? Because we have the advantage now of things like Twitter and social media. How closely do they follow not just the the playoffs, but the machinations with big changes that get made via trades, like we saw with the Blue Jackets suddenly adding the likes of Provorov and Severson here in a 72-hour span? How closely do guys follow it today? I, very closely, I think. It's their life, right? It's their life, it's their passion, it's what they do and what they've done since they've been a kid. Uh, I, I think that especially the this generation, my son included, they, they keep tabs on it, no question about it. They're always uh, on their phones checking things out. They have friends throughout the league. They're always keeping tabs on that. There's a lot of conversations that go on. Um, no different than you and I, Bob. You and I will, you know, obviously scroll through, look for information, look for things that are happening, kind of keep an eye on what's what's going on around the league, and the players are no different. And I think also, especially now with, you know, it looks like only a million-dollar raise in the cap, when you start to really crunch numbers and start to be in a real strict cap 
um, world right now, which the players feel it because they've been paying escrow and they're waiting for that cap to go up and they're waiting for it to kind of stabilize, get itself back to even, um, they watch it even more closely. They're watching even more closely now because every cent in, every cent out, it's important and they want to know where they are in relation to other players around the league. So I would tell you that every player to a man, it's in, for some capacity, yes, they'll turn it off. Yes, they'll get away from the game. But I think there's always a little bit of an ear in there and an eye watching and listening as to see what's going on in the league. Louie, how painful do you think this is for the Oilers players? I mean, Vegas had that game for 50, <laughs> 57 minutes last night. Give Florida credit. Give yeah. Matthew Kachuk credit. He battled. You played with his dad, Keith. Uh, he's yeah. He's been critical to Florida's success. They have been outshot in 12 or 13 victories so far. I mean, they're but they're there. They're back in the series. That said, this could easily be over Vegas in five. What do you think the Oilers, as a guy who wore that jersey and, you know, was around that team all season long this year, what do you think the Oilers players are thinking as they, they've watched Vegas's run here? Well, two, two things probably. Number one, obviously the first thing that comes to mind is that should be us. You know, we were we were close in that series. We pushed that team in that series. They got the bounces. They found a way to win, and we didn't, but we were close. It could be the second year in a row that Edmonton could lose to the eventual Stanley Cup champion. And, and that, that that hurts because I think if you look at the core of Edmonton right now, they know they're relatively close. They're close to being that team that can take that next step and win it all. And we all know that. We see it. Um, I think the league sees it. They understand that Edmonton's one of those teams that's always going to have a buzz around them with the likes that they have in the lineup and what they've done the last few years. And they played some really sound hockey. And they've, they've gotten into some real grinding series that they've prevailed in and some they've lost in. And the ones they've lost have hurt because that team's gone on to win the Stanley Cup last year and potentially this year. On the flip side of it, though, I think it's a positive, too. And I know that's hard for people to look at it right now because it's still relatively fresh. And I'll even put my son in, in, in that category because they lost to the Florida Panthers and they're in the Stanley Cup final right now. And I think anytime you see that, you say, okay, that's a team we pushed to seven games, Florida-Boston. That's a team with Edmonton with a couple bounces. I think they feel they could have won that series. I really do. I think they feel that if a few things went differently, they pushed that team and they were involved in the games and they had opportunities to finish, to gain on leads. Um, and when you look at it from that perspective, you know that you're right in the hunt. You're right in the mix for a team that potentially can win the Stanley Cup. And I think any player to a man, that's all they want. They want that opportunity. They want that belief in themselves to be able to go out there and take that next step forward and try and get the job done. Simple as that. Louis, can less be more for the Edmonton Oilers, yeah. less reliance yeah. on specifically on Connor and Leon, but they played five forwards last year. You know, mm-hmm. I, maybe Kane didn't finish at 19 plus minutes just because of a couple injuries he had, took him out of some games. But, you know, McDavid, Dry, right? McDavid, Dry, Saddle, Hyman. A couple guys were dealing with some stuff, by the way. Yeah, Hyman yeah, was and, banged up, too. Sure. We know that. Yeah, yeah. we're going we're gonna to get to Hyman in a second. But they played specifically Connor and Leon, you know, 22 minutes. Is it, do you get him down at 20? And you get Nuge down to 18, and you got to find a way to play your third and fourth lines more. What do you think? Well, it's a recipe for success. And I think any, any, any general manager, any head coach or coaching staff for that matter knows that that's the recipe for success is having a deep team that you can rely on anybody. Um, I'll go to Vegas and say, you know, the, the start of the series, who'd they start against Dreisaitl and McDavid? 
Big boys. They started their fourth line. Fourth line, yeah. That big... And they did it against Florida, too. So their top line, Kachuk was on the ice. They put the fourth line on the ice. That is a show of confidence that they can play anybody against your, your team. So I think any team wants to have that. That's what every team is striving for. Now, I would suggest to you that, and I know we've talked about this at length, you and I, we've talked about it on the show. I think every year of experience that players get, especially in the Stanley Cup playoffs, the grind of the regular season, just what it takes to get in there, the grind of the first round, getting to the second round, getting to the conference final last year, Every single time you get to go out there and have that experience, for instance, a guy like Vinny DeHarnay, his first experience in the playoffs. Yep. Yes, there was some ups and downs there, but he's going to learn from that. So just by that fact, going into next year, there's a different outlook from those players. There's a different set, of, like a different mindset as, as far as accountability, expectation, and and just knowing the league a little bit better at that point in time. So just by that, you're going to get you're going to get better number one, and you're going to get deeper. Now, what type of a step or a player is going to take that make them that much deeper? That's the question you always have to ask yourself. I know there's been a lot of talk with the cap with Edmonton. Do they really need to make that many changes? They got to the conference final two years ago. They got better this year. They lost to a team that right now is in the Stanley Cup finals and quite frankly I think is the deepest team in the league and the best team coming out of the West by far. So when I look at it, they feel they can compete with that team. A couple of pieces, a couple of tweaks, improvements in players. Could you live with it? Yes. And by doing that by design throughout the regular season, you could take some of that load off the top players of Edmonton. To answer your question long-winded, yes, I do believe they need to knock those minutes down. They need to get more, uh, they need to get more out of more players, and they have to find a way to be a deeper team. But I think we saw stretches where, they did exactly that. No question in the crunch for Jay Woodcroft. He's going to load up his top players. Any coach does that when your back is against the wall, and I understand that. But the more you can kind of play those players at a respectable number, I think that just gives them that much more energy going into the postseason. You know, there's a degree of ruthlessness, and anybody that knew Kelly McCrimmon from his time in the Western Hockey League knew that he plays for keeps. And I just, I think of the situation, you talk about the depth. There's one player in particular, you could argue two, but one player that's made a massive impact, and basically because of the Mark Stone situation. And I'm reinforcing here, the Vegas Golden Knights did not cheat. They used a mechanism to their advantage. But they put Stone on LTIR for the back half of the year. That allowed them to add two players. And those two players were Barbashev mm-hmm. and and Bluger. And you know they were they were big game hunting to add there. And Barbashev's been on their first line of the playoffs, and Bluger's been an option for them at the course of the playoffs. And that's one where they just use the system to their. And I'm not. I'm saying this right now. Like I, I think Colorado's going to be a better team next year. I don't think Vegas is going to be a better team next year because they're going to have Mark Stone on their roster and, and, and Eichel on their roster all year next year, and they're not going to be able to keep all the players they currently have there right now. What do you think? Good management, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like I, I think they've done a great job there. I really do. I think they've done a great job at building that team right from the get go 
four of the last six years that they've been in the league. They've gone to at least the conference final, been in one Stanley Cup final now too. They've been preparing and building for this. And yes, did they catch a break because of the rules? 100%. Just like Kucherov and Tampa two, sure. three years ago or four years ago now. Um, and they, they obviously brought that up at the Board of Governor meetings. The general managers all talked about it. And you know what? They decided not to change it. So they didn't feel it was that big of an issue. Because when I look at it, you for a guy like Mark Stone, he's dealing with a substantial injury here. This isn't an in, this isn't something you go and by design say, we're just gonna leave you out for half a season and hope that you're ready to go in the playoffs. It just worked out. And sometimes it does just work out. Now, could he have come back a little earlier? Maybe. Why would you do that though if you can just go a little bit further and have the benefit of the cap? Um, and I think the same with Kucherov. It takes a special player though, Bob to be able to jump right back into the Stanley Cup playoffs and do exactly what Kucherov and Stone respectively have done in the playoffs. So not everybody can do that. It's very difficult to do that. So I I look at it and say, you know what, you can complain about it all you want. That's just savvy management of the cap. Simple as that. But But at the same time, I mean, and listen, like that's... That's kind of what it's all about, right? It's very difficult to win in this league. You need everything to go right. And that's two examples in the last four years. And I would even say the Avalanche. The Avalanche kind of were able to manipulate that cap and move it around. And they did some great things last year when they won the Stanley Cup, too. That's what it's all about. And that's what general managers and why they have people to help them out with numbers, with cap, and everything like that, because you have to go right down to the wire and try and make it work. And that's just part of it now with a, a cap world, the NHL, you have to be aware of and be able to adapt to that. Right. And so Barbashev's a pending UFA. Uh, Howden's an RFA. Aiden yep. Hill's a UFA. LB's a UFA. Now we'll see where oh. we're at uh, in terms 100%. of... 100%. Right, right. They're going to be a different team, right? They're going to be a different team, but that core is still there, and yep. I think they'll build around that Dollar, core, and that's what it's all about. And then similarly, Colorado's going to be better. Colorado's going to be better next year because of their injuries. And similarly, Edmonton, too. You know, I'm I'm including them in this mix. I know they haven't won the championships of the other three teams we're talking about, but they're in that mix with their core. And we've talked about that core at length, the addition of that comb. I mean, we saw what it did to the team. We saw how it improved Evan Bouchard's play or helped him improve his play, getting back to that uh, caliber that he was at, I thought, last year and into the playoffs. I thought he played incredibly well in the playoffs last year. Um, Had a little bit of a stumble this year at the start. He was playing with a young defense partner um, for a lot of that time, and they were trying to figure it out themselves. But at the end of the year, I think there was no question he took that big step into the playoffs. All of these things combined again is what I'm talking about why I think a lot of the talk right now is, yeah, you can go out there and make that blockbuster trade if you can, or a real big deal, maybe not a blockbuster, but a big deal to try and bolster your lineup. Does it need to happen before the season? I don't necessarily think it does. I think you could probably wait and see where you're at, let things kind of play out, and and see what happens from there and try and tweak it in other ways that you can just fill some holes and and uh, support that core. Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrus for GCL Diesel, providing genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices for 50 years. Visit them at gcldiesel.com. Louis, here are the numbers on the player. He's played 155 regular season games since coming to Edmonton. He's got 63 goals and 137 points. He's played 28 playoff games the last two years with Edmonton. He's got 14 goals and 27 points. Uh, Zach Hyman, from the top of the organization, uh, down. Zach Hyman was a targeted player for the Edmonton Oilers. He has certainly delivered on the first two years of that seven-year free agency deal, hasn't he? 
no question. Um, as advertised, exactly the player you expected to have come in, um, not only on the ice but off the ice, a terrific human being. And I just think that when players like that come up, you have to go after them, you have to try and grab them, and that's exactly what Edmonton did. Obviously, he felt it was a good fit, and he's playing with some, some, well, some of the best players ever to play the game, and he's an amazing complimentary player that way. Um, just his work ethic, the grind, the physicality, um, the nose for the net. I, I have no doubt in my mind he could, I really believe he could score 40 to 45, 50. Who knows if he gets on a real hot tear. But I would classify him for sure as a 30-goal scorer every year. But it, but it's the intangibles. It's the little things that he does, um, the work ethic, the work that he puts in is an example to everybody else on that team. He doesn't take a lot of nights off, if any. And that's just a guy that everybody wants in their dressing room. All right, Louie, I got LMA coming up a little bit later on, so I, I got a lot of toughness on the show here. Uh, <laughs> When you were uh, when you were growing up as a kid, you didn't want to be a tough guy, did you? Like, who was your favorite player as a kid growing up? Well, I don't think anybody really grows up wanting to be a tough guy because um, when you first start playing the game, you're watching the stars of the game right. and you're trying to do what they do. Um, yeah, you know, like, I don't know. I think just because I grew grew in size that was the era when you're a big kid i got pushed from center to wing i should have probably resisted that and fought to play center a little bit more because big centermen were coveted yeah but uh but you know what my dad tried to throw me back on defense and i should have listened to him too um just a big stay-at-home defenseman that was tough those guys stick around for a long long time but listen um you do whatever you can to try and make it and sometimes that means you're going to have to change the player you are and it happens in today's game too a lot of offensive players come into the game they can't be that offensive player at the next level so they become a great defensive player a great role player sometimes guys start dropping the gloves and become a little bit of an aggressive physical player to stick around players that are willing to change and adapt and do whatever they can to stick around the league typically find a way to stick around and those guys as they get older in their career sometimes that offense will come back in their game that offense comes back in their game because they've learned to play the game the right way and i love seeing that you know i love seeing guys that grind their way into a position but then later on they start to find more and more success because they play the game the right way there's a number of them in the league if you look around the guys that do it because this is a really tough league to break into but you got to break in you got have to find a way to get into the league but for me i found a way to get in when i was first coming up though i love the guys like rick Tockett, bob probert wendell clark guys that could play yeah. Um, but we're tough as nails, right? Those, I mean, I don't know what player doesn't kind of like those. And Gary Roberts sticks out in my mind, too, as a guy that was a 50-goal scorer, 200-penalty-minute guy. Brennan Shanahan, Keith Kachuk. I mean, these guys potted goals in the net, but they were thorn in your sides and, were, sides and weren't afraid to drop the gloves as well. I think everybody can kind of respect those players. And the apple didn't fall very far for the two Kachuk boys, did it? Oh, no. You know, it's funny because... I'll tell you, they, they just have that DNA, don't they? It's incredible. And uh, you can say what you want about it, but uh, I, you see players, it's funny, you know, I, I, I look around the league and say a guy like Clean Costin, a guy like Clean Costin, 
you know, was a guy that with a little bit more of that, and he really came in, I thought, provided a physical presence. He fought more than anybody on the team the tenure that he was here, and he's a really tough guy. He's a very good – that's coming from a guy that has studied the fight game for a long time. Clean cost and can throw down. Um, you better be ready when you when you drop the gloves with him because he's a big, strong kid that can throw punches. But some of the goals he scored, the way he can skate for a big guy um, – you know, I'd like, you know, just personally watching, I'd like to see him come in maybe even leaner and just ready to play more minutes. You know, that's, that's the, I look at a kid like that and I say, you know, he could come in and if he starts to get that little agitation up where he goes into a scrum and starts bumping into guys, I think a white cloud in Vegas in that series, it's such a dimension that not many players have in the league. You separate yourself from the pack really quickly. So well, here's what we're going to do for next Thursday show, Louis. I'm going to ask you to do a little research over the weekend. Clem Cost okay. is a restricted free agent, and yeah. I'm going to get you to think about what you think's fair for him on a uh, one, two, or three-year deal. Okay? So that's that's your homework assignment from Oilers now. How does that sound? <laughs> okay. Awesome stuff. Say hi, to, good, bud. say hi to Jake and the family for me, okay? All right, take care. You bet. That is SportsSense, Louis DeBrus for GCL Diesel. It is 125 in Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers Now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. 127 in Edmonton. Uncle Milt from Brent Ridge Ford saying advertising with Oilers Now works. Phone's been ringing off the hook, but they're still in need of quality used vehicles and are prepared to pay top dollar for both trade-ins or outright purchases. Remember, there's a reason why Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin is a 12-time Presence Award winner for customer satisfaction. If you want fair treatment during every aspect of your vehicle purchase and ownership. Reach out to Johnny, Rich, and Uncle Milt and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford, 780-352-6048. Again, you can text us at any time on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Bob, would you have time for Tom Wilson? Well, we're going to talk about Tom Wilson, the Washington Capitals, the Stanley Cup final, all that kind of stuff, maybe a little bit of tough guy stuff as well, with Al May after a Global News Weather Traffic Update with Randy Kilburn.